you're offering this to with him. Mm-hmm. You're not like engaging in some conversation, like hanging out. Like, no, no, it's facing the tabernacle. Oh, yeah. Like we're offering this sacrifice and you're a part of it. Like this is why everyone at the Latin mass is like in a suit. Everyone to have a veil. Like we're kneeling. Everyone's locked in. The altar servers are like, like military. Mm-hmm. Like this is a real sacrifice. This is true worship because it's not about you. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. Back at it again, as usual. What's up, boys? What's going on? Another episode, man. These have been flying by, yeah? I know. <laughs> um, we're running out of ideas, so please help us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because send us, help us. Right. Uh, no, it's actually been good. We've been getting a lot of uh, feedback, especially on the last several episodes. Yeah. As we've been kind of addressing things in the culture and in the world and in the church and just everything that's around us. And so we do appreciate uh, for those of you who are listening and even those of you may be joining us for the first time, we, we definitely appreciate you uh, checking us out and letting us know what you think. So kind of building off the last episode, right now is our time. We were, we were reading from the then Father Joseph Ratzinger in 1969 off of his quote and speaking to the future of the church and talking about being a much more smaller but a much more faithful church and you know we've had uh you know our our discussion on the true presence already an episode on that Um, but it's kind of we're going to kind of pull those two together in the sense of okay now what does that mean right so it's really easy during these crazy times for us to kind of lose our sense of peace we've been talking about that to kind of lose our bearings the last episode Kenny, you were talking about how friends were asking like is the world coming to an end and yeah I'm, and if it is like what are you going to do about it right how do you mm-hmm. prepare for that so i think this episode we're really going to talk about especially for us as catholics what does that actually mean and that's for us is really the the source and summit of our faith the eucharist which ultimately is experienced through the highest form of prayer for us which is the mass and there's a lot of um perspectives and points of views on which version of the mass right so f- for those of you who are familiar with vatican II, the council held by um the bishops in the in the 1960s and mid-1960s where um we had essentially the change of the vernacular that the mass for up until that time was done in the traditional latin form which we uh, are aware of in 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 a certain way and then in through the vatican II council it changed to you know the Faith far more involved is in the vernacular and the common language of the people. And, you know, some will say that the while the the spirit of Vatican II, the intent of Vatican II was perhaps good, the execution of that has been a little bit questionable, right? And uh, less subpar, if you will. And we can see that, and we were talking about it as we were preparing for this episode, about in statistics that we've talked about on previous episodes as well as people losing their faith, especially in your your guys's general area of age in your peer group where you know 79 percent of people that leave the church are in your age group 50 percent of catholics are leaving the church and now given the pandemic that we're in you know we've been stripped of the sacraments because we've been deemed as non-essential um thanks a lot um you know faith is non-essential and our viol- you know we're being violated in that sense but we wanted to kind of break that open talk a little bit about the mass um even our own transition of our experience of the mass because i would say where we are today where you two are today versus even two years ago a year right. ago five years ago completely different with regards to your approach to the mass so mm-hmm. let's start there 
Who wants to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, and just kind of talking about the change in the mass and especially, our, I guess we could start with our transition, right? And mm -hmm. so obviously um, the thought growing up, going to mass is like, uh, I'm not going to get anything out of this. This is like something that I have to do. I understood it. And I mean, sometimes I was, I was pretty, uh, pretty butthurt about going to mass, I guess, growing up. Mm -hmm. But like, as you get older, you understand like, this is something I need to do. Like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do it. This is not something I ever think I'm going to like, you know, go against or like revolt against or whatever. Like I understand this is a part of, of, of being a Catholic and I'm never going to like not try to do that. And, um, and it just kind of becomes like, I guess you want to, you're trying to figure out and focus on different parts and you want to understand the reading and you're really waiting for a good homily. And that's really about it. You're just like, you know what, if I can get it, if I can get a, a baller homily right now, like it'll be a good mass today. Or if I can just make sure I, get, I at least don't have to read the reading seven times in a row because I can't pay attention to, you know, and if I could just pay attention to the readings and like, okay, I got enough out of it. And, you know, not understanding a lot of things like, you know, are you certain sins that you can't receive the Eucharist or just all these kind of things that you don't really realize because not a lot of people are telling you or maybe they are in your catechism class, you're just not paying attention because that's just a classic, you know, um, cultural catholic kind of move right there mm -hmm. and um so it kind of just you kind of grow on it so it's first it's like okay you know what let me pay, pay attention to the readings and if i can kind of just get some a good little verse out of this then okay and then it becomes kind of like you know what let me try to put some meaning into the responses that i'm saying and then you finally get to a point where, where we're at right now and it's like well it's not even about the responses it's about what you're bringing spiritually and what's going on in your head you could say all the good things you want or you can put the emphasis on the words that you want but unless you're at the place where you're offering that sacrifice with the Lord during the consecration, during the entire mass itself, then the mass doesn't become anything. And it becomes a point of like, what are you getting out of it instead of what, it, what you're putting into it? And so, you know, that's kind of the tradition that what you guys can both talk more into. And unfortunately it seems like, um, with the Vatican II, it kind of flipped that re reversal where it became the, the language they use is active participation. Right. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, whether this is an intent and not like, we're not here to argue intent. We're just here to argue with the results and the results are pretty uh, garbo. So that's all we're, we're going to talk about. And active participation seem to be like more talking on our side. Cause we go to Latin mass now and there's not a lot of, we're not saying that our father altogether, we just say, but deliver us from evil. Right. Or we're not saying all these things like that's, it's the priest's job to offer it that sacrifice mostly and we're offering ourselves into it we're not offering these prayers because we don't really have those places in that we don't have that kind of authority to offer a certain sacrifice of this magnitude he's actually making body i mean uh, bread into body and all this kind of stuff we don't not that much we can do besides offer our own sacrifice our own sins our own failings our own crosses and so what it seemed like vatican ii unfortunately did was make this more about okay let's you know let's face the people let's make sure that everyone feels like they're a part of it um, you know, how about we throw in some girl to service? They, they need to feel like they're a part of it too. Let's, let's do, you know, all these things. And I think, um, you know, just as time went on and things start just kind of get dumbed down. If you're divorced or civilly remarried, you can still receive and not just not taking it serious enough. And we're taking mm -hmm. down the, the kneelers and we're just saying, you know what you can receive in your hand now. And what does that do to our consciousness? is that like, well, this is becoming lax. So it must not be as serious as it used to be. It seems like, you know, we're, we're good. I don't have mm -hmm. to wear. I don't have to wear a suit. I don't have to wear a Sunday best. Now we can just have oceans playing. And we're all in our jeans and flip flops, and we're just vibing with each other. And we can just go up and, <laughs> and you receive on our hands, and you know maybe do little tricks with it, put on our head, all this kind of stuff. Instead of saying like, if you tell someone the only way you were to receive this is on your knees, and you don't get to touch it, how serious do you think that becomes for them mm -hmm, and their exactly. and their own psyche, and just understanding like, yeah. wow, this is for real, not just like, hey, make sure you just do this, and you just have to make sure that your right hand covers your left, and you don't want to do left hand over right, and that stuff. 
oh sick this is this is insane this is the peak of our masses and this is crazy mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. think that and and so it's like we want to look at his rules or whatever you know john the 23rd and paul Pope Paul the six were thinking um we can't really say but we can just say the results of it seem to be a mass that has been watered down unfortunately and it shows because people weren't showing up whether it's our own church which we talked about many times or churches across um, the world mm-hmm. yeah i think the unfortunate part is you know the the biggest distinction between us and our protestant brothers and sisters is the true presence right and that's we had did an episode on it um and so just imagine bringing your Protestant friend to mass and you're like, you know, this is, that's Jesus, man. We really, we, we truly believe that Jesus. And when we go to receive him, it just looks like a, a, a line getting soup, you know, at a soup kitchen. We're just putting our hands out and then we walk away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if this is truly Jesus, what, what do you, and in the studies I've shown, like there's particles that can be left that's on right. your hand, you know, and that you can, then you, now you're at the hand and now you rub it on the pew, or you put it on your shirt. And it's like, now Jesus is, is almost uh, like disrespected yeah in a sense yeah. you know when we, th- when we think about a desecrated host right exactly. we think that it's actually it's an abuse of mm-hmm. if that's really the right. body blood soul and divinity yeah. which we believe is the true right. presence what are we doing rubbing it dropping it yeah and what better witness than like Meeks is saying the kneelers in the latin mass and everyone's kneeling and it's just the priest the priest who offered the sacrifice on our behalf is giving us now the lamb of god you know like what a witness that is that is so counter to any protestant religion any anything in in culture you know we're we're on our knees receiving something so humbly you know um but just kind of going back to the transition in our in my own life and meeks it's it's pretty similar um just kind of growing up and it was like you disobey right you obey mm-hmm. and honestly it, it was cool just because our family went you know and it became a habit so you you kind of just anticipate it. And it wasn't until Franciscan, when I went to Franciscan, that it was like, okay, you know, now I feel it more. Now I'm choosing, you know, no one cares if I go to mass. Dad's not, you know, you're not talking to me. Mom's not pressing me. We don't have to schedule around my basketball games. It's like, I'm going to mass with my teammates or with my classmates, you know, that's my choice in college. And then after college is when I really started diving into the Latin mass and you start to see it for a whole new, like, this is what mass is supposed to be. And like, I think we're talking about this before Mm -hmm. as the church, as our Catholic mass became more modern, I think all of us, we've began to crave more of the traditional. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking about, you know, we say the mass is the wedding feast of the lamb, right? It's the, the ultimate sacrifice. It's the, like, it's like the, it's when heaven and earth kiss, you know? Mm -hmm. And just the beauty of that, and I just can't help but think about, you know, I'm preparing for marriage in October, and you think about the wedding feast, right? You think about what is love, like, you know, and a covenant, like mm-hmm. covenant language is all throughout scripture, right? And the mass, if it's the pinnacle of our faith, if it's the pinnacle sacrifice, you should see those themes in scripture. And so I think about with every relationship, whether it's with God, um, whether it's with, you know, your, your spouse or your, your brother or your family, it starts with obedience. Right, God wants to know, are you going to do this even if you don't understand it because you love me? Even when I don't choose to love my fiance or if I don't feel like loving it, I still have to be obedient. I made a commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to honor that. So first starting with that obedience and then the knowledge grows. Right. And then it's now you're obedient, but now you need to learn more. And like with more knowledge comes greater love, right? Mm-hmm. Greater appreciation. And so I think in my own life and you know, I, I learned to be obedient and then you start to want to learn more. Okay, I'm here every day. I might as well learn something. And then the more you learn, the more God reveals to you 
the beauty of what it is and how unworthy we are. That's what the beauty of getting on your knees to receive. It's like, you're so unworthy. And those words that you respond in mass, mm -hmm. like you're so unworthy to even say that. Mm -hmm. That's why in the Latin mass, you're not saying anything. Mm -hmm. and, and rarely do you say something. And it's like, and I think it says it on the bracket, I don't know, makes you remember, it's like, um, we have basically no, no part in offering the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. We just get to participate and, and we get to kind of just be present there mm -hmm. because that's why he, the priest is facing away from us. Yeah. It's like know? he's entered for those of you who are familiar with the old Testament, he's entered the Holy of Holies. Mm -hmm. There's nothing we can do right. to elevate that because we're not right. the priest. Right. And I think that's, that's a great point. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I think about just in any covenant relationship and that's what God, you know, wants us to elevate our relationships to, which we, we really suck at it. Everything we do is usually contractual. But it's like, even with, with my fiance, you know, I'm going to obey, I'm going to honor her. And then the more I know her, the more I get to love her. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take away from that obedience. And I think so for our journeys, it's more of like we started out obeying and then we started to learn more. And now as the church has tried to go more modern, more, um, you know, progressive, it's, it's a lot of us that have wanted more traditional because we don't, why do we want to look like the world? That's right. Yeah, I would say um, one of the things that, you know, again, pointing out, I think you made the point, Meeks, but we were talking about, actually both of you, but how, you know, the church was in the extraordinary form, the Latin form for so long, and then they tried to kind of, you know, not to say that there was, there was malintent, but try, wanted to get people more, the, the term in the Vatican too is um, active conscious participation, right, to try to bring the people into it. For whatever reason because you know um people didn't understand the latin we, we even struggle right now um but it, it forces us to get more deeper into the meditation and the prayer and the meaning of the mass right and, and we're learning the latin parts of the mass so and the funny thing about with vatican ii is the latin parts weren't supposed to go away right you're supposed to actually universally like when we talk about going to world youth day and you're with 183 countries and what unifies us one the mass two the latin parts of the mass because people from brazil france spain portugal united states of america indonesia know the latin parts of the mass mm -hmm. and we experience that when we go to something like a world youth day but it, it it went from so you think about the church going from the tradition to the more modern and then you think about our experience which is the same going more modern to more traditional and you know, I would say we went for more milk and honey and emotional. You guys are talking about obedience, obviously, as, as, a, as a parent's telling you, like, y'all need to go to masses. We're Catholic. This is what we do. But even so, we're taking you to a more, you know, youth mass. Mm -hmm. Right. So people hear like Life Teen and all those other stuff. You hear a lot of that out there where it is going to be more um, secular Christian music, less about you know, the traditional hymns that are appropriate to the worship, but it's going to feel more like praise and worship. Mm -hmm. And then that way it's a little bit more appealing to you. Right. And it's a little bit more, you know, engaging for you. Right. And that's the emotional side of faith. It's the sensory side of the faith versus coming now to where we're like, honestly, when we go to those now, what is it? Unless we're specifically going to praise and worship. Right. But when we're talking about the context of the mass, it, it actually irritates us. Right? We get in there. We're like, why is this all this noise? Or now what do we have people doing? Now people are clapping for the choir because the choir is doing something amazing, I guess, at the mass, right? They're, they've just, awesome. no, they're not. So great. We're blessed for brothers and sisters that can sing or, you know, just that whole entertainment concert-like mentality. And it just takes away from what just actually happened at the altar. We do the mass, brothers and sisters out there, because Jesus told us to. 
do the, at the Last Supper. Do this in memory of me. Right? We talked about this in the world presence. Unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. That's why we, this is why we call it the source and summit of our faith. This is the, at the core, it's a key sacrament because it's Christ himself. And so for us as Catholics, it's the highest form of prayer. When we talked about it, there's a thin veil. We, t- we talk about that in the Mass. This is the closest we are to heaven, this side of it. Right, so we would say at the altar. This is why it's so important the reverence of it, where you have the tabernacle, where the the bread, uh, the body, blood, soul, and divinity is present. You have the thinnest veil between heaven and earth, mm-hmm. and we can see all the angels and the saints and God Himself coming down. Right when, especially when you see the priest calling down, they call it the epiclesis when he puts his hands over and calls down for the Holy Spirit to turn this this bread into his body and the blood into um, the wine into blood he's calling for the holy spirit and you can see at that moment the man gives me chills just talking about it you can see the angels and the saints all right converging at that point of the mass because now we're bringing heaven and earth and it's when they kiss Mm -hmm. so you know that's kind of been that journey for all of us is kind of moving to a more mature faith Less about the milk and honey, more about the meat and potatoes. And we talked about this too, Candy, before we talked about the primary, especially as a Dominican, right? The primary virtue is knowledge because it leads to love. Mm-hmm. And I think you're speaking to that real, real time. Yeah, something, I think one of the things that changed the game, I was pulling up this uh, picture I took of the, uh, I don't know what it's called exactly, but the little guiding book for the Latin mass that we have. Uh, oh yeah, the Roman mass. Missal. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so what, what it says one of the first paragraphs when you first start your first kneeling and the priest is up there doing his beginning prayers or whatever it is. And, um, and it says, truly attending mass means actively seeking to identify ourselves with Christ and the sacred host. Pay attention to the words of the, the liturgical text, which are a mirror of the soul of our Lord as he offers a sacrifice to his father. It means adopting his state of mind as far as we are able in order to leave mass with a will that is more apt to imitate Christ in reality. Mm-hmm. And so it has these um, little uh, paragraphs and kind of and, meditations and, and, yeah and they the kind of and it kind of reveals these deeper parts of the mass and so what that made me realize is it was like this isn't about me responding it's not about me seeing the gloria it's not about me doing all the holding hands with our father it's about me understanding the mass and being able to meditate on it in each state of what the priest is doing me understanding why he's doing that mm-hmm. it's not about me being able to respond in that way that takes away from me actually meditating and saying okay what is he doing here and why is he doing it mm-hmm. you know and they go deep into meaning something i think there's something about um the stem of a flower and mm-hmm. right and it talks about um the dew of leaves or something like that and how it all comes together yeah i was talking about the chalice and you're talking about the you know the the theological virtues you know that the um but it starts to pull together theologically right. everything that comes again comes into the the there was the sacrifice and the worship of mass yeah and it's just and it's like you know we cooked bread at 110 <clears throat> degrees and it's actually 110 degrees on the night that jesus did the, like you know it's like it's like <laughs> whoa okay this is fascinating you know it really gets into it and that's that's what it made me realize you know one of the funny things is that gavin mckinnis video i sent you guys and he's just talking about you know 10 reasons why i love church and stuff like that and he was an uh agnostic before and i talked about him on the on the podcast a couple episodes ago but just talking about how you know everyone's through the secular form of meditation and yoga and stuff like that he's like just go to latin mass that's meditation like that's mm-hmm. a, that's the highest meditation you can do basically mm-hmm. and that's stuff that i never really thought about in that way but that's truly what it is and you kind of realize that as you grow in your faith and you kind of grow in understanding what the mass is really supposed to be it has nothing to do with your own response and in fact i felt more like i've gotten out more out of mass when i'm 
kind of saying less and and thinking more and and actually putting myself in the state like this was saying truly Mm -hmm. trying to offer up okay what is it that i'm doing understanding how unworthy i actually am to receive and right before that moment like the it blows my mind how people don't all kneel at the point of like i'm not worthy to enter my roof and it's like i'm not worthy but i'm standing up the same way that you are right there like i'm looking eye to eye like no i'm not worthy dude it's like how's that (laughs) you know what i mean how are Mm -hmm. we not all kneeling? i don't care what what any bishop says Mm-hmm. as a catholic you should be kneeling at that point it doesn't matter what if he says you don't have to kneel or whatever it is mm-hmm. like how do you not how do you say those words and mean it and not be kneeling at that point and so it's like those things are just with intention and just saying like no i'm really not and so that entire time when the priest is consecrating it's not about us like responding or even looking up it's about us understanding like what are we offering in that moment that could say like okay i'm dying to myself as well and i full i was just watching a full achievement video and he's saying that you know, maybe we should be also saying this is my body, not in the sense of like we're helping out, but like this is this is my this is me. I'm giving it up for you. Like mm-hmm. this is you know I'm help. This is me offering my own sacrifice in order that I may be transformed through the Eucharist or something like that. Yeah, yeah. mutual gifts of persons, right? When it, what stood out to me, Meeks, when you read that opening kind of reflection going into the Latin Mass, and I I read those for those of you like looking into going to the Latin Mass, read if they have them. Those little paragraphs are absolute game changers mm-hmm. like everything has such a deep meaning in our faith it's so crazy but just the idea of adopting the mind of christ so as to imitate him mm-hmm. more in our reality i think so often we want god to like adopt our mind and our wants and like fit things to how we see and i mm-hmm. think that's that was kind of the danger right you're talking about vatican ii or you know it had a lot of good ideas and that the good good intentions but at the root of it I think for me personally, it seems as though like, you know, we look at the church and maybe the the, the faithful aren't participating as much. Maybe they're not understanding it. Mm-hmm. And I think our first reaction is, okay, make God understand us better instead of us understand him. That's right. God, come down to my language. I'm speaking English. I don't, I don't do this Latin thing, so come on. Instead of like, no, this is the pinnacle. This is our faith. I want to learn more about you, Lord. And that's what the, the mass says. Adopt his mind. And, and so I just, I, I think... There's good in it, you know, because you can, you know, a lot of a lot of different faiths have their culture in it, and so I think there's there could be beauty in that as well. But there's that danger that the devil always tries to he makes his way in in any good intention he can twist it really quickly mm-hmm. to where it's like okay, now we dumped it down a little bit, and now not only to not only do we go away from or not only does it seem a little bit more prideful like come down to me now we lost the meeting entirely. Mm-hmm. This is why only maybe a quarter, maybe a quarter of Catholics believe in the true presence. Mm-hmm. And that's literally like the pinnacle of our faith, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, is that, so did we do something wrong there? You know, in, in the moment in the, when we're realizing that the, La, the Latin parts maybe weren't as understood as we'd like it to be, instead of changing it to your vernacular, why didn't we say, okay, let's understand the Latin mass more, mm-hmm. you know? Because that, that's the part that's unchanging. That's the part that continues to look otherworldly. Mm-hmm. you know and like, we need that that's why i think it's so appealing to us now over the years of going through the motions and now i look at something and it's like wow like the priest is his back is to me like you're offering this to with him mm-hmm. you're not like engaging in some conversation like hanging out like no no it's facing the tabernacle mm-hmm. like we're offering this sacrifice and you're a part of it like this is why everyone at the Latin Mass is like in a suit. Everyone they have a veil. Like we're kneeling. Everyone's locked in. Altar servers are like, 
like military, mm-hmm. like this is a real sacrifice. This is true worship because it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the key point to make for a lot of people, I mean, for everyone that's listening is, um, and, and it came to mind when you were talking about receiving, I mean, like both of you were mentioning it, but our bodies are communicating a reality at that point. And so when we're saying, what's the, if, I, if, if this was really God, to those who are going, man, you, you Catholics believe that's Jesus, right? And if they saw everybody coming and kneeling and reverent and not on their phones and not chatty Cathy and not sitting there high-fiving and clapping and just saw, you walk in there and you sense God, right? Not just in his presence, obviously, but in the worship of the people. And God speaks to us in what? The silence. He speaks to us in those moments where we're meditating on him. And that's why we, you know, the beautiful thing is the priest turns to us when he's talking to us. When he's talking to God, he's turning to God. Right? So it's like, and that's what we should be too. No, but don't, no, I need you to look at me. Why? You're not God. Mm-hmm. Right? And that, that point you made about, yeah, we, sh- we were made in the image and likeness of God, but often we try to make God in our image and likeness. Mm-hmm. And we want him to be like us. And we want him to, hey, you know, I want a God who's, you know, my bro, right? My buddy, my pal that we can have, I'm like, no, this is the Lord who took on the sin of the world, you know, and, and died on a cross for us. And the, that were the words we speak, you know, um, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word of my soul shall be healed. Mm-hmm. Right. And in the Latin mass, we say it three times, mm-hmm. right. In Latin, which is just amazing. Right. So the priest says it and then we say it mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just, it just transforms you. It actually breaks you down to a point where we're on our knees and our bodies communicate the reality of what's about to happen as close as it can. And, um, and, I, and I think that's a you know, part of the encouragement. So let's talk about this moving forward because we were talking about part of the discussion was going to be, so what has this whole COVID thing done to us, right? Mm-hmm. Part of this issue now is, and we're trying to fight this right, but the world is basically, and because there hasn't been a, a really f- a fight by our shepherds, what that faith is not essential now. Right? You're not essential. Liquor stores are still essential. Planned Parenthood is still essential. You know, Save Mart and Costco, they're still essential. No, 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 nothing against y'all, right? You got to eat. But what about my spiritual nourishment? Right. right? And I think now people have been, we are already 25% of Catholics were going to Mass. Right? We know that maybe, maybe 25%, well, maybe we can go 30% believe in the real presence. Now we were told it's not essential. Now let's stream mass, right? I can I can go to mass in my bunny slippers, right? I can go and just wake up and and not have to dress up. And even, maybe I wasn't even dressing up before. It's like so when we now just communicated a message we didn't want to communicate because now that we are actually back and able to attend mass, you see people running back to the mass right now. Maybe some of them are scared or whatever or trying to be prudent, but okay. So you mean to tell me that you know? this somehow we we just stripped everybody of even any motivation and so that whole point about uh father joseph ratzinger at that point pope emeritus benedict saying it's going to be a, a smaller but more faithful church is a real deal right now and what does it mean for COVID? so maybe some for us how are we approaching it now or what do we see now through this COVID crisis and going into i guess this next phase of of the church and the faithful um yeah, I, don't, I mean, obviously, thing that's kind of like, I guess, semi frustrating is like, understand we can only have I think twenty five percent of our capacities. That was twenty five percent or a hundred or whatever's less. Yeah. So right. and like the thing is, we go and we still don't see that. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do we still see open spots or open little X's because they mark the spot where we can be and we can only have a certain capacity of it. Mm-hmm. So then it's telling me, well, then people are just, well, I'm going to take what the bishop said. He said, we don't have to go, so I don't have to go then. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. If it was, it'd be different if it was like, okay, well, I'm not seeing the, you know, 30 elderly people that I usually see. That makes sense. Okay. But it's not that. It's the, it's the, it's going to be the youth, actually. It's the families that kind of were just, they did, they went because they had to go. And, you know, dad's there every other week or maybe once every three weeks. And th- those are for sure not going to be there. And we got to go. So when the bishop tells us, then let me know kind of deal. And so, I mean, that's what I've been seeing. I think our approach to it as we go back has to be the same approach of, I guess, really of every mass and understanding, like, I mean, maybe the, COVID has made us almost like more reverent because like at least when we go um they still like have a, a spot okay if you want to go on the knees or whatever but it's like I mean, maybe not though because they have said that it shouldn't be received on some people are trying to say we should we can't push it uh put the eucharist on the tongue and they have it put in the hands so it depends on which parish you're at right but I fortunately feel like for us, us in our area like it's, it's been more reverent yeah. um with the receiving part of it and i've seen people I mean, I, I think it just starts. I think people will just follow. Like uh, maybe like we're, we're one of the first people that go on the knees, and everyone else is going on the knees. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen you go <laughs> receive on your knees before in your life. I think people <laughs> may just follow. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, unfortunately, other things, uh, other people will be, like, or other bishops will say, "Well, we can't." Or priests, oh, I can't do that in the tongue right now, and you know, whatever uh, about those guys. And it is also interesting how we can't sing and they're going to make sure that we can't do all the things that we're going to limit the church as much as we possibly can, but we're going to let everything else go. But Chipotle, they got to keep going, dude. Like they, they got, it's just, I don't know. It's tough. And you know, we can't sing and we can't do all these things, but protests and all this stuff is allowed. And that, that doesn't have any effect at all on COVID, but the only church and singing that has that, you don't care about old people. If that happens, you don't care about anything else. You're just selfish and you're trying to use religion and all this other stuff. And, that's fascinating. That's a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 I was going to say, um, I think right now during the, the pandemic, it's just like, it's just drawing in the sa- a line in the sand, you know, who was about it and who's not. And you know, the, we talked about this, I think two episodes ago, God, God never said that the, the road to heaven's going to be just plentiful in, in, you know, a four lane or, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's barely fit in one lane, you know? And, you know, so it's just, to a certain extent it's like are we surprised Mm -hmm. you know in the face of it there's going to be people who just get sucked up because of their their lukewarm and they get they get eaten alive you know and so i think for us i find a lot of pride in the church right now because we think about like Meeks was saying we can't sing right think about all the other protestants because i have a lot of you know protestant brothers and sisters i went to a protestant high school it was all singing you know, like Pastor Bill goes up there, says his like hoorah speech for like 20 minutes and then you're you're a concert. Let's get it. You know, we're feeling the vibes. That's like the majority of the service, you know, and like, unfortunately for the Protestants, like that's a huge part of their service was the worship, the praise and worship. Right mm-hmm. now, when you say you can't sing, it's like, well, what do we do? I guess Pastor Bill would say maybe 30 minutes, 45 speech, and then, then we'll go home, yeah. you know, but you think about the mass, it's like, we don't need it. I think in a way, God is kind of saying like, guys, this is essential. You go and you participate in the sacrifice of the mass, Mm -hmm. offering the body, blood, soul, and divinity to me because that's the only thing worthy of my worship Mm -hmm. is myself. Because all your songs, all everything, I understand, I love it, I use it, but the only thing truly worthy is myself. Mm -hmm. Because we're so like, like, understand where you're at in in comparison to God. Mm -hmm. Your songs are great. Your praise is great. 
But at the end of the day, the only thing we can truly offer is himself. And like, I think God is kind of, let's remind ourselves of that, yeah. you know? So I think it's a blessing. And I think a lot of Catholics, we need to start realizing that, taking pride in it, going, those who are going to mass, go to mass and appreciate it. Bring someone with you, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it, we just see more of it, but can we be surprised if the numbers are dying? No, you, that's a, that's real talk right there because I think you're right. I mean, it's not a surprise. And I think this is a purging and a purification of the church. And I guess my challenge to the Catholics out there is, you know, as Keone said, the line is drawn in the sand. Which side are you on? You know, if you, if the, we don't need any more lukewarm or, or cafeteria Catholics. I used to be one, you know what I mean? It's like, we don't need it anymore. The church was full of it and it's only, it's only done harm and brought scandal to people within the church and outside of the church, right? It doesn't, doesn't help when you don't believe and, you know, you're communicating um, a non-truth, right, to, to the people around you. So I would just say one of the, the key blessings as we kind of wrap up this episode is, is the fact that we've been stripped of kind of the, the milk and honey stuff, right? Like there's no shaking of the peace and the bro, hand, bro hugs or anything like that. And it's only priests and deacons, who administer the, the Holy Communion. So it's like, man, we're getting the glimpse of like, oh, there's a gift in all of this, right? So um, sure, we'd like to do some of the chant and some of the, the responses back that, so we can we can feel, what, there's humans in us, right? We wanna feel like we're participating and we're gonna do that with our body and we're gonna do that with our voices and whatnot. But more importantly, as Miko said earlier, kind of doing that with our meditation and our minds and our prayer, right? Realizing that now is the time to enter into the true understanding and knowledge of what the worship and the sacrifice of the mass is. I mean, we come before the, the altar of sacrifice mm-hmm. under a crucifix. You know, the, you know, the greatest sin man ever created was they murdered God, <laughs> right? We murdered God. We put him on a cross. And yet the greatest gift he gave us was he died for our sins. And that's something that we need to embrace as Catholics. And so the challenge, right? Our, our protest, if you will, out there is get your butt to mass. You know what I mean? If, if you're not, what, why aren't we feeling it? Why aren't we filling these um, these masses to the brim? Maybe even sneaking an extra few over, you know, the counter, right? Just slide in there real quick. Because if God was that important to us, um, it would show, our actions would show, our dress would show, wear your best outfit to mass um, to show God the reverence that, it, that he's due, right? It's giving God due worship, and only he alone can um, can receive that gift on, on, you know, on our behalf. So anyway just uh something to think about right something to think about meeks yeah and your second challenge is to <laughs> like comment and subscribe <laughs> and follow our instagram oh that that's four challenges for you <laughs> well hey it's been a pleasure a little bit lighter this this uh this week on some things but really uh, a refocus recentering or reframing uh, a call back to the mass the source and summit of our faith as catholic so remember this is a gift and let's not take that gift for granted so we'll see you on the next episode and until then get holy or die trying.